And take a wonderful seat in his presence. Take a wonderful seat in his, his presence. Tell your neighbor, God is here. Come on, say, God is here. Amen. Hallelujah. He said, we are two or three up gathered. I'm already in their midst. I'm confident that heavens is about to release a blessing to someone in the name of Jesus. I want to believe God that your case is settled. I didn't hear that. I say your case is settled. I say your case is settled. You are asking how do you go about it. God says it is settled. I said the unknowing God say it is settled. The mighty God say it is settled. Lord, you are asking where would the door be open? God said the door is already open. I don't know about that person, but your door is open. Come on, I saw my speaking. I say your door is open. Somebody said, how shall it be? God said, well, I have gone ahead of you. Am I communicating? And this morning, by the grace of God, we'll be talking about His presence. What I said, His presence. His presence. That's all we are talking about today. I would say further to everyone in the house. You might have an assignment. You might have a vision. You might have a purpose. You might be called as a pastor, as a bishop. You may have the gifts of healing, gifts of working miracles, gifts of wisdom and interpretation of tongues. But remember one thing, if his presence is not there, you will dry up. What I said, you will dry up. People pray today for favor, for riches, for abundance. But let me tell you, brethren, you can ask God for that. He will give you, but his presence matters a lot. Remember the God you serve is the God of the whole universe. The head and the fullness belongs to him. His very presence mitigates against all the unknown risk of what is ahead of you. Let me say to everybody, his what? Very presence mitigates against what? All the known risks that is ahead of every one of us. For you to accomplish the assignment, that assignment, to the end, you need his presence. Have you never seen, have you not heard that people started well but never end well? The reason they don't end well is because they left his presence. May you not leave his presence. I said, may you not leave his presence. I've seen men. I've seen women. I've seen young girls. Fire working for God. But at the end, what happened? They leave his presence. Gentlemen, I will say to everybody, the best you can ask of is the presence of God. Because when his presence leaves you, you will end up in a ditch. Have you not heard? Cain left the presence of God. And what happened to him? So much causes was upon him. God said, you shall be a vagabond. You shall be useless. Am I communicating to somebody? All the days of your life, you shall be a wanderer. Can you see that? Cain what? Left the presence of God. You can get that in Genesis chapter 4 verse 16. It was never easy for him. 
Whatever anybody wants to do for you, one thing he will not take away from you is the presence of God. You can take everything from Demia, but one thing I don't want you to take from is the presence of God. Most of you know that there's something I used to pray, that God, no matter what I do, do not give up on me. When God gives up on you, brother, you are open to every attack of life. Remember, one of the things that covered Job was the presence of God. The devil knows that the presence of God is your coverage. He knows. He knows. As many as receive him, to then give him power to become the sons of God. Means you are a child of God. And he knows. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He knows. And then he told Job, I mean, he told God, he said, because you have surrendered him. And God said, okay, you think that's all? And then God said, okay, let me give you a little time to do what you want to do. And you guys know, it was not easy for Brad Job. Was it easy? Saul left the presence of God, what the Bible says, where he left the presence of God, an evil spirit tormented him. My sisters, while we are in this land, there is something we can never negotiate. You cannot negotiate. Brother, you cannot negotiate. It's better you give me the presence of God than every other thing on the face of earth. When I have his presence, every other thing comes to me. Is somebody hearing what I'm talking about? David cried out in Psalm 51 verse 11. You know it. They cast me not away from their presence and take not the Holy Spirit from me. Cast me not away from your presence. David cried out. Why did he cry out? You all know him. One of the greatest assets David had was the presence of God. And I'm telling everybody, you better have that greatest asset. Forget about car. Forget about house. The greatest asset for a child of God is his presence. David came to a point. He said, no, cast me not away from your presence. Even though I failed. And that was when he messed up with Bathsheba. Am I communicating? But one thing he knew that he has to recover is the presence of God. I pray for that sister. Recover his presence. Oh my God. I said, may you recover his presence. That brother, may you recover his presence. Maybe you have messed up before, but today, may the presence of God visit you. Oh, I said, may the presence of God visit you. May you recover his presence now. May you recover his presence now. May you attract his presence now. May he come down to you right now. In the name of Jesus. He can't do this assignment without him. Some years back, God has so much delivered us from so much crisis. I happened to be born again in the northern part of Nigeria, extreme north, very extreme north, hostile to Christianity. And most times, 
the loved ones I knew who refused to deny Christ, we are burnt alive. I'm saying it confidently, and I stand here with confidence. So anywhere in the world, hear me. Because of their trust in God. At the time, everybody, where we were living, everybody ran away of the house because the pressure was high. These guys don't understand what I'm talking about because they were apart with us in that period. And they can't testify so much. I came home from work. Everybody in our vicinity has run to the police station for protection and soldiers. And I asked my wife, where do we go to? I wasn't used to running. Praise God. I'm not doing it. He she knows. I'm not used to it. Where do I run to? Who, where do I go to? Where? Psalm 139 from verse 7. Help me put there. Psalm 139 verse 7. Okay. Can we read it? Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I free from their presence? Keep going. Keep it together. Help me. Hallelujah. Okay. Praise God. Are we there? Let's get open our Bibles. Amen. <clears throat> well. Okay, somebody see it, please read it for us so that I can quickly know when I say let somebody open it. Hallelujah. Okay. If I summon to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, <laughs> if I make my bed in hell, you are there. Yes. Go ahead. If I take the wings of the money, or Thomas, even if in the sea, yes. Go ahead. In there. Yeah. Hold me. Amen. And your right hand, what? Shall hold me. Stop there for a while. You know that was, there is no place you can hide from God. Amen. Only him can cover you. In the situations like this, we told God and said, God, we can't go anywhere. And then we went to bed. Trust God. We are alone. But you know one thing? You told us that no weapon found against us shall prosper. We'll rest our case. If we are to die, blessed be the name of the Lord for your name's sake. As God we have it, those boys never visited that place. Nobody came around that place. We woke up in the morning. As a matter of fact, even though our eyes were open, we came in the morning, nothing happened. Second day, nothing happened. As God we have it, the Lord preserve us. All is about his presence. Gentlemen, the first Adam broke the fellowship. The first Adam broke the fellowship in his presence, but the second Adam restored the relationship. Genesis chapter 3 verse 8. The Bible says clearly. And came left. Sorry. It's talking about Adam, right? Sorry, Adam. And Adam left the presence of God. 
What did I say? He left what? The presence of God. But you know what happened? Man began to labor. Thank you. Man began to what? To labor. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden of the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife, what did he do? They what? They hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. God among the trees of what? Of the garden. They hid themselves. And you know what happened? After hiding, what happened? It was at the end. It was not beautiful. It was coarse. It was coarse. Leper, suffering. Both men and women. Because you don't have to. Gentlemen, to be ahead, you need God to be ahead of you to succeed. My desire for you, that his presence will go before you. May I say to somebody, Jesus the good shepherd. Because he's a good shepherd. Every shepherd leads his people. Correct or not? Amen. He is your good shepherd. And because Jesus is going ahead of you, no wolves will eat you up. I didn't hear that. I said no wolves will snatch you out. Can I hear louder? Amen. He is God. He has not changed. The Bible talked about us. That God says, I am that I am. He's God omnipotent. He's all-knowing God, omniscient, omnipresent. He knows all. There's nowhere you can be that God's presence is not required. Some of us will run away, thinking like Jonah, thinking that when he runs to Tashish, God is not in Tashish. You are running to Europe. You don't think God is in Europe? You are running to Canada. You don't think God is in Canada? You are running to America. You think God is not in America? Jonah made the mistake of going to Tashish, a place of business, a place of prosperity. And God said, my friend, I have an assignment for you in Nineveh. But what happened? Even the assignment, he refused to go. But the heavens are the message of God. He came back and did it. Some of us have delayed your course because you are running away from God. And I will tell you, when you run away from God, you will take 10 steps backwards. God has given a home assignment. It's ready for you to time and so I seek his face. Exodus chapter 3, verse 14. He said, I am who I am. I am who I am. Means his presence is ageless, is timeless, is deathless, is changeless. Is somebody here? Is fearless, is fatherless. I am who I am, meaning I have no beginning. I have no beginning. I have been existing before the creation of the world. That is why God does not just exist. He is the existence. Somebody's not hearing what I'm talking about. Thank you. If you want to clap, clap better for the glory of God. Hallelujah. He is what? The existence. So my brethren, that is why David understood it. He says, Lord, even before I was in my mother's womb, you knew me. You knew me. You have created me right from my mother's womb. Gentlemen, I say to you, sister, brother, it is not a mistake that God has brought you for the face of the air. If somebody tells you it's a mistake, brother, it is not a mistake. God knows you. He knows you everything about you. He knows your chemistry. He knows your sex. He knows you are going to be a woman. He knows you are going to be a man. He knows your chemistry. He knows why he constructed you. Oh, somebody's not with me. He knows how short you are. He knows how tall you are. He knows how your bow leg is. He knows how your hand and your nose look like. Brother, you are wonderfully unfair. Is somebody hearing me? He knows. 
Tell somebody, say he knows. Come on, say he knows. Come on, Lord, I say he knows about me. My intricacy, he knows about it. Everything about your organ, God knows about it. It's not a mistake you are alive. It's not a mistake of you are. Even if I'm not getting what you want to get, brother, it is not a mistake. You are the creation of the Almighty. All that you need is His presence. I am, but I am. In the book of Leviticus, chapter 8, verse 18, verse 2, he said, I am the Lord. Leviticus, verse 22, verse 2, I am the Lord. Because he's proven to everybody, I am the Lord. In Jeremiah, chapter 1, verse 6, he said, I am, and I will deliver you. In Jeremiah, chapter 1, verse 18, he says, I am watching over my world to perform it. I am is watching over someone. I am is watching over your life. Somebody's not hearing what I'm talking about. I said, I am is watching over you. In Malachi, chapter 1, verse 6, he said, I am your master. I am your father. You might say, my father is not alive, but I want to tell you, he is your father. Come on, not here, man. I say, he is your father. Oh, Baba, you say, I am. I am, I am an orphan. Don't worry, brother. I am is your father of the fatherless. Oh, the mother to the motherless. Oh, somebody is a husband to the widow. Oh, God, am I communicating to somebody? In the same Malachi chapter 1, verse 18, he said, I am the king. I am the king. I am the king. Brother, do you know what? God is the king of your life. I'm, I say he's the king of your soul. He's the king of your life. Somebody heard what I'm talking about. Maybe I'm speaking to myself. I say, may God be the king. In, in, in the book of John chapter number 8, God 8 verse 46, what did he say? I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. Am I complicated? In the same I'm looking up. In the same John chapter 8 verse 12, it says, I am the light of the world. Am I complicated? It's not just a bread. It's, are you looking for bread? I am is here. Are you, are you understanding me? In John chapter 6, verse 4, it says, I am the bread. Some of us are saying, God, I'm hungry. Look for the I am. I am the bread. Your store will not run out. You, I don't know whether I'm speaking to myself. I say your store will not run out. Are you looking for bread? He's your bread. Am I saying he's your bread? Am I communicating to somebody? In the same John 8, 12, he said, I am the light of the world. That means in darkness is your light. I say in darkness is your life. In John 11, 25, what did he say? I am the resurrection and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. He said, I am, I am the resurrection and the life. In John chapter 14, verse 6, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Am I speaking to somebody in the house? He is the way. Tell somebody, say he's the way. Come on, I am is your way. I say, I am is your way. Come on. Am I speaking to myself alone? Am I, am I getting to somebody? The I am will visit you somewhere. I say, the I am will visit someone. In the name of Jesus. In John chapter 15, verse 1, he said, I am the true vine. In Acts of Apostles chapter 9, verse 16, he said, I am Jesus. In Revelation chapter 1, verse 18, he said, I am that alive and I'm dead. And behold, here am I. And in Revelation chapter 12, verse 23, he said, he made it very clear. I am the Alpha, the Omega, the first, the last, and the beginning, and the end. Can I hear louder? Amen. Come on, put your hands together for the glory of God. Revelation 12, 13. That is what he says. Amen. His presence. I am. It's all about, he has to tell Moses, my friend, stop complaining. I am is here. I am. Our sister read 
The Bible reads in Exodus chapter 33, from verse 12 to 23. We read it there. Exodus chapter 33, from verse 12 to 23. Because of time, we're not going through all. But one thing was this. At the stage, the children of Israel came out from the land of Egypt. From the land of Egypt. And God made them to understand that they have a place for them. While in the journey, they mess up. What I said, they mess up. In this journey, having seen the wonders of God, they still mess up. And God was not happy with them. And so Moses came to a place of intersection. What I say, a place of what? Come on, it's a place of what? Intercession. Moses understand the things and the workings of God. He understand what? The workings of God. That's why the Bible says, God speaks to people in similitudes. But for Moses, he speaks face to face. He understand the working. May you understand the working of God. Oh my God. I said, may you understand the working of God. And so Moses came to a point. He said, Lord, I can't go except you go with me. Can you project that scripture? Please, one part. Thank you. I, if you do not go, I can't go with you. Lord, I have to. You have told me you have, I have found favor in your sight. Let me, gentlemen, favor can never be equal with the presence of God. I say louder to all of you now. Oh, Lord, favor me. Oh, Lord, favor me. Prayer, prayer, favor. Ah, pray. God, favor me. God, praise. You can still have the favor, but you need the presence of God. Did you see what he said? Go before that. Before that, please. That's 14. Go to, go to 13 quickly. We can just start putting the whole together if it's possible. Okay. 13, 13. Okay. Now, therefore, I pray thee, if I have found grace, NIV will say favor, right? Amen. We found what? Favor. Uh, King James said grace, which is the same thing. Favor and grace, they are all the same. He said, if I have found favor in with you, remember this. Nation is your people. Now, he said, if I have found grace, if I have found favor, I need something more than favor. Tell somebody, I need something more than favor. I know some of you are selfish. You say, I need favor only, Kalas. <laughs> but you know one thing? I will tell you two things. I know you need favor, right? But you're already highly favored. All you need is just his presence. Because you know what? You know what the presence of God gives you? Number one, the presence of God gives you direction. What I say, it gives you what? Direction. Say, show me your way. Show me your way. Brother, what I need now is God showing me his way. May God be your compass. May he be your GPS. Is somebody here know what I'm talking about. You can be lost in this generation, except God shows you the way. A generation of rat race. A generation of competition. A generation of eating their own. This generation eats their own. It's the only generation I see that they eat their children. They have no reservation for the future. If any man wants to get it, he gets his all. He doesn't care about the future. Somebody hear what I'm talking about. If they want to destroy, they want to destroy. They don't care about their tomorrow. The only generation I see that eats up the children. They don't care. They want to do anything, they kill everybody. You don't care whether children are there or not there. Brother, you need direction. Tell everybody I need direction. So when you have the presence of God, you have direction. Number two, 
He said, my presence with God, verse 14. He said, my presence with God with you, and I will give you what? Rest. When you have the presence of God, it gives you what? Rest. You have rest. When, God's, when the word rest here means peace and protection. Peace and what? And protection. Peace and protection. Hallelujah. I will give you rest. Can I have my notes? Hello. Hello. Is my note with you? Can you talk to her? You have my note? Okay, please. Help the people and close one side for me, please. Thank you. Thank you so much. So that people can have notes. Praise God. Thank you. Praise God. Please. That's important. That's a cruise. I'm already here. See me. Praise God. Are you with me now? Thank you. It gives you what? Peace and protection. Am I communicating? So may you enjoy peace and protection in the name of Jesus. His presence connects what? Provision. What I said? Provision. Number three is what? Provision. Number four, goodness and mercy. What I said? Goodness and mercy. When you have the presence of God, you have his mercy. That scripture talks about the mercy and the goodness of God. Number five, he's, he talks about what? Glory. I'm telling you, brethren, when you have the presence of God, you carry his glory. And when any time the glory appears, signs and wonders what? Appear. Have you ever seen where there is glory and there is no signs and wonders? No way. That is why all you need and it's signs and it's miracle. When his glory covers you, there's nowhere you will not be a signs and wonders. From today, may you be the signs and wonders. I said, may you be the signs and wonders. Can I hear louder? Amen. In number six, I don't know what I said. Number one is direction. Number two, I don't know whether you are following me. Number one is what? Number two? Number three? Number four? And number five? Hallelujah. May you receive his glory today in the name of Jesus. Number six. Number six, are you looking for power? All you need is the presence of God. Am I communicating? That's why he told the apostles, wait. What is it? Are you hurrying? Wait. All I need is my presence. There's nothing wrong, brother, to, than to wait for his power. Am I communicating to somebody? When you carry his presence, you carry his power. I release that power to someone in the name of Jesus. No, the way you are shouting, you are not shouting like I know what I'm knowing. Hallelujah. When you have his presence, everything works for you. If not his presence, how will you send a voice prayer to someone who has pains and in his kneel? And after the prayer, after hearing the voice, the voice test or whatever you call it, only the voice prayer, the need was instantly healed. Somebody's not hearing what I'm talking about. A woman was booked for cesarean, or what do you call it, operation. Right? By the they call it, right? CSO, whatever. She was booked for it. And the lady said, no. Please call my pastor. And the pastor was not privileged to be around. She said, okay, release me. Let me go to the altar of God. Once I enter the altar of God, you want to do any operation, you are free to do operation. 
This woman walked into the altar in one of our branches. As she entered the presence of God, the altar alone, seeking the presence of God. Magalabo Shatayabad. Have you ever seen where a woman delivers in the altar? Kabush. And next time she enter, Kalas. Operation cease. As God will have it, women, we are there. So they did. <laughs> Am I communicating to somebody? That was how the woman pushed and delivered safely. I declare to you that you are pushing up. The presence of God will set you free. I said the presence of God is over your life. Don't liberate someone in the name of Jesus. All you need is his power. Briefly, keys to enjoy his presence. Keys to enjoy his presence. There are keys you have to enjoy his presence. He said, I haven't spoken unto you what the presence of God carries. There are keys you have to enjoy his presence. It's not as free as you think. You think everybody in the world is enjoying his presence? No. You've not had history. Number one, I said, do that quickly. Personal encounter. What did I say? Number one, what did I say? Personal encounter. Gentlemen, for you to enjoy this fullness of God, Moses cannot go to God if he has not had what? Come and help me. If he had not had what? A personal encounter. Truly, he can't go to God if there's no personal encounter. Remember, his personal encounter was in the burning bush. Oh, come on, you with me in the house. It was where? In the burning bush. That was a personal what? Encounter. He was doing his normal job, going to work like everybody, 8 o'clock to 4 o'clock or 7 o'clock to 3 o'clock. Gentlemen, when he wants to visit you, he visits you anywhere. <laughs> personal encounter, God can visit you even in the toilets. Amen. And then a man saw something that was beyond him. And then he wanted to see this strange thing happening. The bush was burning. I mean, sorry. The fire was burning, but the bush was not consumed. That's strange, right? It's strange. Normally, yeah, the bush was to burn. That was when God said, my friend, where you are standing is the holy ground. It's the presence of God. Do you know Moses had been going there, gentlemen? Hello. But he never knew it was a holy ground. Sometimes this is a problem we all of us have. We keep going, but we don't know it's a holy ground. Amen. Is somebody here what I'm talking about? You come into church, you don't even know it's a holy ground. Some people come to church, they don't even understand it's a holy ground. They visit the pastor, they don't know it's a holy ground. But in the same house, people have visited. Some of you come to my house just like that. But in the same house, I have prayed and people have been liberated. <laughs> Somebody hear what I'm talking about? I've seen it. I've seen it. In the same house, somebody, I mean, a lady, I mean, a, a, someone, a, one of the daughters I know is not in this church. The, 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 the daughter has a problem with the epidemics, with the way of speaking. But in the same house, after prayer, the girl now is a wonder in the school now. In the same house, in the same house, my mouth knows what I'm talking about. A child was not doing well in Canada, but in the same house we prayed. The child began to receive gifts. He began to excel in school. Is somebody hear what I'm talking about? This is how some of us are mistaking ourselves. 
We don't care. It's the same now. We are the same. You are not equal. In the presence of God, we are equal. But when it comes to relationship, we are not the same. In the presence of, I mean, in the eyes of God, we are all what? Come on, in the eyes of God is what? We are all what? Equal. But when it comes to relationship, we are not what? It's equal. No. Joseph, that's why I'm his pastor. I cannot just walk to his bedroom. Right, sir? Am I correct? Come on, come on. Am I right or not? You can't. How many times have I walked to your bedroom? Zero. I stay where? Uh, where did I stay? In the sitting room. Class. You know why? Relationship. There are some of you who are sitting in the sitting room of God. You have never visited his bedroom. And some of you, you are only in the gate. Only what? In the gate. Some of you just in the gate knocking. God, Baba is looking at you. Say, who's that? Have you never seen? Let's be frank with ourselves. There are times there are people you don't want to receive. Even if they knock your gate, you assume you are not in the house. Am I lying? Come on, let's speak to ourselves. I'm telling you there are people you never just want to see. But there are people, the moment they knock in your door or knock your gate, ah, it's him. Before you know, you open. Even if you don't have anything, you get something from the fridge and try to entertain them. Am I communicating? And there are some that enters your bedroom, sit down with you, talk with you. You discuss one-on-one. Great things. That's why there are people you call them my friend. The beloved. He told Moses, I know you by your name. Does God know you? Ask your sister, does God know you? Does he know you by your name? Huh? I know your name, my Peter. But in the eyes of God, your name is not Peter. In the eyes of God, your name is what? Withdrawal. In the eyes of God, talkative. In the eyes of God, your name may be grace. Sorry, no grace, please. Not the, not the grace in this church. Shout it louder, amen. They give you name, grace, but in the eyes of God, murderer. Does he know your name? Your name might be Esther. Esther in the Bible. But truly, in the eyes of God, an adulterer, fornicator, a liar. Maybe your name is Linus, but in the eyes of God, you're a liar. Does he know you by your name? I challenge you this power. Does he know you by your name? It's about us. May God knows you by your name. May he knows you by your name. When he says, Joseph, yes, I know him. Even I know the address. I know his house. In his flat, I know which, whether it's first floor or second or third floor or five floor or sixth floor. Do you know? He told Paul, you say, go to these streets. Get number so. You will see the house of Ananias. Can God say, I know your streets. I know your floor. I know your building. First nine encounter. Gentlemen, you must be born again. I want to finish because I want the choir to come. <laughs> Amen. 
That was Acts of Apostles chapter 9. That's what I was talking. The road to Damascus. Paul has to have an encounter with the Almighty. Brethren, I am telling you, you want to enjoy God? Personal encounter. What I said? Personal encounter is required. Abraham had to have what? Personal what? Encounter with God. You can't enjoy his presence without a personal encounter. Let's be serious. It's not about her. All of us know you must do it. Number two, personal commitment. You must graduate from personal encounter to what I call what? Personal what? Commitment. Because you must have expressed God and have made up your mind just like Ruth. Ruth, Ruth came to a point in her life she had what we call what? Personal what? Commitment. He said, your God shall be my God. Your people shall be my people. Wherever you go, Personal commitment. Moses had to fast even after God spoke to him. How many days? 40 days and 40 nights. Even Jesus, despite personal encounter, he had a 40 days and 40, 40 nights what? Commitment. Am I communicating? What did I say? Personal what? Commitment. Brethren, we must understand this. There must be and I say something here. You cannot have public manifestation without a private commitment. You cannot have public manifestation without what? Private commitments and sacrifice. Your public ministry is only a revelation of your private ministry. Your public ministry is a revelation of your private ministry. God help us. In Galatians chapter 4, verse 2, he says he was under tutors and governors until the time of his showing forth. Personal commitment. May you have that personal commitment in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Number three. That's the last. Number three. Persistent and steady work with God. When you have personal commitment, you must come to level three. Can I hear say level three? Hello? Number one. Level one is what? Personal what? Encounter. That's your first level. And most of us are in this level. But it's no commitment. You are born again? No commitment. You are on that area. That level only. Shout a louder amen. But you need to come to a place of commitment. Where you are committed to the things of the kingdom. Where you are a man called kingdom addicted human being. You don't care what they say. You are committed. Number three, you come to a place, level three. That level three is a steady work with God. Persistent. Enoch walked with God and he was known because he was translated. Elijah walked with God. Commitment to a level that he came to a place of steady work with God. And the Bible said, and God took him. Home. <laughs> Brother, we must. That's why Jesus made it to say, Abide continuously in me. Abide continuously what? In me. Where I said was Genesis chapter 5, verse 24. That was about Enoch. Amen. John chapter 15, verse 7. We must have that consistent work with God. Your work. I'm telling you, brethren, I may love this ministry, but I like that. Yes, I thank God, but I tell you the truth. My working with God supersedes this ministry. Amen. That's why Paul said that after I have preached, I will not be a castaway. 
consistent work. You might not understand, brethren. It may took me hours for this message. It took me days and weeks for this message to be delivered. Prayers. Night of prayers. Morning prayers. All for this. Upper week I spent five solid hours praying. praying. Many times three hours straight, straight prayers. Wake up again, another one hour only in tongues. Oh, why? It's not about ministering to you. But it's also about my life. Come on. Steady work with God. Are you ready? To work with the master. Stand. Choir, I just need you. Thank you, Jesus. Men and brethren, we must walk with him to the end. I might be speaking to someone this morning. The Lord Jesus, I need you. I need your presence above all things. And I want you to talk to God briefly as we pray right now. As I pray for everyone so that God bless you as we begin to prepare for the offering and all that. I've lost five minutes. I wanted 10 10. Amen. Come on. Am I coming? We are going to talk to God right now. You are here. And you know that all you need is His presence. All you require is His presence. I say, Lord, pass me no by, O gentle Savior. Maybe you are just at that level of personal commitment. I mean, personal encounter, but you have not reached commitment. You have not reached the time to walk with Him. You are just where you are. And say, Lord Jesus, help me this morning. I may be talking to someone who has no encounter with Jesus. And you need to be born again. Because he knows you by your name. Somebody here, you want to say, Jesus, I surrender my life. I want to give you one minute. You have heard the word. I have preached. I have spoken the mind of God. And you said, Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, I'm sorry. Have mercy. Raise up your hands. I will pray with you right now, wherever you are. Before I pray, final prayer with everyone right now. I want to pray with you right now. You say, Jesus, God bless you, God's hands. God bless you, those sisters. Raise it high. It's about you. Don't care about anybody. When I gave my life, I didn't care about who is there. Lord Jesus, have mercy upon your sons and daughters. These ones that have raised up their hands, Lord, forgive them. Lord, forgive them. Lord, forgive them. Have mercy. Have mercy. Cleanse them from every unrighteousness. Lord, forgive them of all their sins. And write their names in the book of life. I stand in the gap for you and I ask God that his mercies shall locate you this morning. Thank you, Jesus. And for all of us that are here, we just say, Lord, I need your presence. Just raise up your hands. I want to pray with you right now. You need God's presence in that business, in that job. You need that God, God's presence in your job, in your family right now. You need His presence right now. I just want to pray now. Release the presence of God over your life right now. I speak it with faith and power in the mighty name of Jesus. That situation, that situation, the presence of God may encounter the presence of God. May that the situation of yours encounter the presence of God now. In the name of Jesus, anyone that is sick by the power of God be made whole. Be made whole by the presence of God. Anyone that is lost out of direction. You don't know what to do. May his presence locate you now. May his presence locate your business. May his presence locate in your job. May his presence locate your business. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name.